welcome to episode 29 of the One Life Church podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast and rejoining us, finally, finally, after is- a few weeks, um, unplanned away, um, is Brett Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that makes it really terrible because it is unplanned because the first one, it was a, it was an oversight. Like yeah. I, I <laughs> scheduled something I shouldn't have scheduled and I just kind of admit I couldn't be here and that was humiliating. But the other was, then I got sick the next week and then yeah. my stepmom got sick the following week and I was helping her. She has pretty serious issues going on. So I was kind of navigating through that. But before you knew it, three weeks are gone. And so, three episodes. but it, it did encourage me. Everybody knows Sarah could do this as a solo act anyway, so she's got the goods and I don't didn't know, need sir, me looks, anyway. He looks pretty tan, don't yeah. you think? Tan? You I'm sure that you were oh, is that right? sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Quote unquote point. sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe some sand in uh, your yeah. shoes there? No, I'm very sure I was sick. I mean, in ways that you're like, oh man, I made it through almost the entire winter, did not get sick at all and, mm. and our whole family just traveled yeah. from person to person and it was Oof. it was nasty. I would have given anything to have a tan right now. Yeah. Uh, I think in Indiana that we're going through our our second winter right now. I think that's yeah. the official season. Think, yeah, that's right. Know, or maybe third winter. Yeah, yeah. something like <laughs> exactly. that. That's right. Especially because, yeah, so. yeah, last week was 70, and then today is yeah. 33 or something yeah. ridiculous. Bust out the uh, the scraper on the windshields this morning, yeah. but yeah, here we are. And, well, Brett, I'm really glad you're back because it's, it's well, always more fun with you on the podcast. I than appreciate with you not. that. So even, more like, fun. I don't yeah. want to hear that It's a lot definitely more fun. In reference to me, yeah. And uh, for the last oh, three months or so, we've been um, trying to find some people that are doing some amazing things and just really in embodying this idea of building a great city. And today we have someone who's doing that and joining us on the podcast is Zach Parsons. Well, thank you for having me. I thought you were going to like say we we found all the people doing great things in the city, and now that we've exhausted that list, we're <laughs> that's right. We're bringing yeah, we're going to, going to the bench. Here he is. That's right. That's Step right. on up. Zach. Bottom that's of that right. barrel. Yeah. No. That not even remotely true because yeah. what I think of building a great city, and I think of the list of personalities that I know personally in my head, I absolutely have you on my uh, at the top of the list, and uh, you know just what well, you've done. I, I, I appreciate that. I need to introduce you to some more people in town, apparently <laughs> as well. But uh, yeah, do you get out more? Is that kind <laughs> of what that's you're right? Saying? There, there's there's a bunch of people doing really cool things, but right. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been fun. We're learning about all kinds of amazing things that are going on that I'm not sure people really knew about. You know, mm-hmm. that are happening, and so um, we're excited to learn more from Zach today and kind of some of the things uh, about you. We we talked to you. You kind of titled yourself on LinkedIn as a chaos pilot. Oh yeah, that was a fun. <laughs> discovery. I, I read an article somewhere talking about um, it, when there's a situation where there's uncertainty, yeah. uh, whether it's in a, in a church, a business, a family, individually, um, you you have to find through the fog, you know, that, that true north, that point that you're going to navigate to and through. And uh, for whatever reason, whether I cause the chaos around me, which you could <laughs> argue, or, or find myself in some chaotic situations, that's always been a role that I've... Um, uh, sometimes been called on to play and, and really start to enjoy playing in situations. So if there's chaos around and you need a pilot <laughs> to you get through pilot. it, yeah. it, it, it really, it really kind of clicked. Yeah. Oh. Uh, of like, okay, you know what? Life can be challenging and confusing and uncertain, but you know what? 
there is a way through this and, and let's wow. talk it through and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So, but so other people can have that title. Can we borrow it? <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I, I didn't create it. Close. I you didn't create it. it but I you, discovered it. Okay. But it's not like it's on your business card where if, if I used it, cause I, I love the title. I think it's great. It, I don't have a business okay. card, but it's on my LinkedIn profile. So that's oh, like it is. Okay. All right. All right. We'll let you keep it in official way. Yeah. In Evansville, people will be like, Brett totally copied that. They will. Yeah. But outside of this community. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Yeah. That's great. I love that. You could be like a chaos co-pilot or something. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Chaos is my co-pilot. Yeah. I got a button. Oh my that. goodness! Yeah, that's right. I'm making yeah, that. That's good. That's happening. You are. You should. Um, and then just some of the things that I know of that you um, are kind of involved in, and in kind of some of the things that you do. Um, owner of Honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, let's let's get that one right too. Yes. Uh, co-owner. Co-owner of Honeymoon. Co-founder. Yeah. Okay. Honeymoon. Yeah. My wife Jessica and I. Yep. Uh, let's see. So it's. Spring of 2018, so it's been about two and a half years now that yeah. uh, we've been working on that over by the University of Evansville. Um, you know, we've cycled through uh, different employees and got to know them, uh, which has been probably the most rewarding part of, uh, of owning uh, a company and, you know, not being able to be in there, you know, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just also you're all you're serving people from all over the community, all different types of people. And then travelers to our community as well. We'll yeah. get a lot of feedback uh, talking to folks like on a, on a Sunday morning, they'll come in that uh, maybe they visited for a concert or a show or something Saturday night and just get to ask them, hey, what do you what do you think of Evansville? How was your experience? And um, you, you learn a lot from from those kinds of conversations. And uh, it's uh, it's a special thing to be a host. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how we look at that is that this is our place to kind of host uh, people in our community and people visiting our community. So it's been really, really rewarding. And then did you guys just recently open a second location? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Old National Bank mm-hmm. uh, it has their corporate headquarters here in Evansville, and they wanted to bring in kind of a new energy to their lobby. They've had a, a deli yeah. uh, kind of cafe in there that serves lunches Monday through Friday and wanted uh, to bring in a little more energy in the morning and maybe in the afternoons. And so they... Um, we work together and we have a kind of a limited drink menu that we serve over there. And we've also added a smoothie bar oh. uh, for the afternoons uh, to bring in, like All I said, right. to bring in that different energy. And that, that's been a really cool collaboration. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's 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 the, the, the latest and, and greatest. And then there, there's this retro camper that sits in your driveway. That's right. You, you've seen this. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and so... Uh, what's going to happen with that? Yeah, that yeah. Jessica has, um, she is a really great creative streak and loves to design things. And, you know, she was on a Pinterest, you know, binge or whatever, you know, one day and, and saw these coffee shops that you can put in a, an old camper and said, I want to do that next. And All right. I have learned, you know, when, when she gets that certain look in her eye to say, okay, <laughs> Let's go. Let's let's figure it out because she's she's not gonna put it away until she scratches that itch. So, yeah, we're working on that actually. Okay, this, so that's this coming. That's that is it. that is coming. It wow. won't be in my in my driveway for for much longer. Probably another month or so. It'll be ready to go, and so we'll be able to take that out to do weddings and oh, different wow. corporate oh, events. Maybe great idea. And, yeah. Um, take honeymoon to you. That's great. It's a great uh, way. A great great tagline for it too. And then um, just a few more things. So you. Um, so I don't know the exact story of how it started, but you're involved with TEDx yeah, here in Evansville. Yeah. Well, um, initially I discovered TED Talks through um, being a teacher. So I, I was teaching at Evansville Day School and um, 
was trying to put together the curriculum and different ways to engage the students and, and found out about these TED Talks, which are these mm-hmm. videos less than 18 minutes long of, of somebody who has really in-depth experience in something. Um, and it could be life, it could be uh, some sort of academic pursuit and use those in the class and saw how much the, and engage with the students. And then learned from there that these are actually events that communities can organize for themselves. They're called TEDx events. And wondered where our Evansville TEDx event, you know, was. And it just kind of wondered about, oh, somebody should get on that, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, for, oh. for a few years, just kind of let, uh, let that be there. And then around, uh, I think, 2013 or so was when the... Um, Gallup poll came out, I think it was Gallup, that, that said Evansville is uh, one of the top 10 most miserable communities yeah. in the country. And that was like a self-reported poll. Like they called people up at Evansville and said, hey, are you miserable? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, you I know? happen to be. I was hoping <laughs> somebody for call right, ask. Yeah. Right. You know, looking for a friend. Yeah, but I guess you just yeah. wanted to take a poll question for right. me. But, but anyway, it was like something with that when that was released and realizing that it was a self-reported poll it's like, how are we ever going to not be miserable unless people kind of step up and are willing to do something about it? It's it's not just Evansville, Evansville sucks. Evansville is miserable. It's like, I suck. I'm miserable. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm a right, part of yeah. it. This is, this is an yeah. us thing. You know, I'm a part yeah. of this. So um, there were several people who had kind of also wondered about how we could make a TEDx event happen. And we all came together and explored what the rules were and and in the midst of some of that chaos mm-hmm. uh someone had nominated me to be the pilot all right <laughs> i just threw chaos that in there right well. now yeah we're, yeah, gonna, we're gonna tie it all together it's, 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 it's full theme, circle. Buddy. the role that, yeah. that 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 um that was is called the licensee and so ted requires an uh one individual to be responsible for shepherding whatever happens in the community um, and it's an all volunteer thing. You know, I, I wasn't paid for it. It wasn't like this was some job I got, but they just said, all right, will you be the licensee? And that led to um, a group of about a dozen of us putting together the first event in 2015. And now, let's see, 29. So we'll be putting our fifth fifth event on this fall. How's terrific. And and I I think every year it seems like it it just becomes something more like, you know it's coming and people are excited for it. Like you're looking forward to it and not, it's not one of those things, any, uh, hopefully not, and you're probably still getting a little bit of that. People are like, what is this? What is it? But you're starting oh, yeah, to be more yeah. cultural. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised maybe <laughs> of, of folks who still are, are not uh, aware of what Ted is mm-hmm. um, or, you know, they confuse it with the the movie with the bear and Mark, Mark oh, Wahlberg. I never thought about that. Um, yeah, we got, <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Makes okay. sense, though. We got some of that. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, it, it um, it's good to hear that that it's something that's that's looked forward to, and yeah. then people see it maybe first as an opportunity to, to experience something as an attendee, mm-hmm. um, or watch the videos and they come out if they can't, you know, attend in person. Uh, but then from that, maybe seeing somebody on stage sparks in them saying, "Hey, you know what? I've I've got an idea worth spreading. I, I think maybe I have a TED talk." Yeah. inside of me and so we've seen that start to happen where people who had yeah. just been attendees before are now out there you know auditioning their own ted talks um every year now it's lived out at usi for the last uh, couple anyway yes right? yeah yeah the first two years we're down continue? at the museum uh the downtown museum right. and then we kind of out grew that space and there's a just a beautiful theater out at usi the performance arts center right and we were there for two years and then 
we have, I don't know if this has officially been announced, but we'll, we'll unofficially <laughs> there you go. announce That's it. That's right. What, it's going to start. Break, break the news here. Um, we're going to move to the University of Evansville oh, wow. this year. So we're going to be in the Shanklin really? Theater. Okay. okay. Um, so we'll be a little more centrally located. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of great history right. with the Shanklin Theater. Now, you know, we can say we've got an Academy Award right. winner, yeah. you know, who, who took true. the stage yeah. at, at the Shanklin Theater. So um, it fits about 400 and some people, maybe 450 people. So it okay. could be a really large, uh, the biggest uh, TED Evansville event we've ever had. And all the speakers are their local people. Is that correct? For the most part, or have some sort of local tie. It, okay. it's, it's evolved here and there. Um, we have had some speakers from out of like that are more regional. Um, but we, we do tend to, to like to focus on people who have some sort of tie to Evansville. Right. Did Dan Sullivan he speak one year? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. He's been on here. He did. Yeah. That's right. He, he did. A, yeah, he did a great TED talk about the. Um, I think it was the power of conformity, or just just not being not having to make a lot of decisions, especially when it comes to his um, attire. That was yeah. one of the things that that people remembered from his talk. But it's yeah, so good. That's fantastic. And like what he eats, you know, all the time he eats like the same thing every day, so that when he does change it up. It's like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's Dan. He did it. That's, that's uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rob Carroll as well. In fact, okay. both of them spoke that, that's that right. first yeah, year. That's right. Yeah. We're, yeah. Rob's was, he was the uh, the closer, if you will, that he was the last one to speak that that's first right. year. I do remember that. And um, yeah, the whole process of him speaking and auditioning um, was something that motivated like our entire team. Just oh, wow seeing him give his audition and get you know accepted to give his talk um like the group that was a part of seeing that brought that experience back and and told us kind of in our like leadership leadership session when we were a little more of like a low point like oh my gosh how are we going to pay for this thing Uh, uh, uh." and they told us that story of how excited he was and how excellent his talk was and that re-energized all of us to kind of That's great. pull through and, and navigate through that chaos like <laughs> a pilot. There it is. Like like like, just like a pilot. Yeah, that's right. Man. <laughs> like you got a you get a TED talk coming there from we go. there, right? Maybe yeah, you do. Uh, there we Something go. Yeah, yeah, we formed it right here. <laughs> and and you, you mentioned U of E and you're also a professor out there. Uh yeah, adjunct faculty. Yeah. yeah. So um through opening the coffee shop and the involvement with TEDx uh, and and also teaching at mm-hmm. at, you, uh, at day school as well, um, an opportunity came up for uh, teaching social entrepreneurship at uh, uh, the wow. University of Evansville. Getting my schools mixed <laughs> up here, and that's been just fantastic. I mean, so the way that we approach social entrepreneurship is taking a for-profit organization or for-profit initiative, and making sure that there's some sort of mission that is being um, developed and articulated and and focused on through that or having a nonprofit organization or a nonprofit initiative and seeing if there's a way that you could tie in a revenue model for that so you're not just dependent on grants and donations to fulfill that mission. And we look at different case studies from all over that sort of spectrum of social entrepreneurship and seeing if there's a social entrepreneur inside some of our students as well. That's been really, so, really so cool. So the goal was originally set up that way, that someone at UE wanted to do that, and then 
searched you out or did they bring you in? No, and said, they, they, they said, hey, uh, you're a social entrepreneur. Do you want to teach this class? Oh, <laughs> really? I said, oh, okay. What's a social entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> it's something like and, a chaos pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and so as a term, uh, it's something that the, this gentleman named Bill Drayton came up with uh, back in 1980. When I was born, okay, at the beginning of the millennial generation, Brett, the very beginning, right 1980. Beginning, not quite at the beginning, but very close to the beginning. Yeah, it's right around that. Yeah, he, he came up with this idea of social entrepreneurship, right, okay, and he also founded this organization called Ashoka, and so Ashoka is, I always say the term governing body, but that's not the right terminology. But they're kind of this organization that sort of um, shepherds the um, movement of social entrepreneurship and tries to put some sort of organizational focus around it and help people articulate what it is. But no, the the little explanation that I just came up with for you guys, it was what I kind of came up with for what social entrepreneurship is. Someone told me I was one, and well, so I figured out I, I'd figured better, out. So I better try and define essentially it. Essentially helping nonprofits be entrepreneurial appropriately <laughs> yeah. Pro profitable yeah. uh, to find funding models and then helping profit models become more social yeah mission yeah mission focused that's yeah not cool. not just a it's yeah. all about the bottom line it's like no let's yeah, exactly. can we yeah. engage you know with our customers and our employees our neighbors our our markets or whatever with more of a purpose and more and more of a meaning and uh that's that's resonated more and more you know you see examples sure. like yeah. tom's shoes mm -hmm. uh you know you buy a pair of shoes and it'll right. give one to someone you know uh, who can't afford it uh, and that model just really, really resonates with a lot of people. And so um, it's easier to work at a place like that if you feel like the work you're doing is going towards sure, you know, something yeah. with, with meaning like that. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I was talking to some entrepreneurs just this morning and met with them. And, and you probably know this, but there is a book by Jim Collins called uh, Built to Last. Mm -hmm. And he talks about it, it's, it's a book all about a study of companies that have lasted over 50 years plus, uh, mm -hmm. even going back 200 years, what they're characterized by. And they said the, the ones that survived and were successful, they have something beyond money that's driving mm. them. It's not just about the bottom line. It really is truly a social impact kind of thing. He discovered that just through an objective uh, study about companies. So you're helping new companies around Evansville do that. Is that um, kind of the idea? Yeah. Or, well, and, or, and, or and I guess for, for UE, um, it's more of almost like right. an academic exploration of that right. so that they can yeah. just get a sense of, of what people are doing all over the world and how historically social entrepreneurship has been framed. But yeah, maybe maybe more selfishly, I'm interested in seeing some of those social entrepreneurs um, launch their ideas mm -hmm. here in our community and continue to um, grow whatever it is we're going to decide to be in the next you know 20 years, 50 years. Um, that's hopefully not miserable. That's right. <laughs> right? It, uh, not miserable at all. Well, that brings me to the thing of as uh, one of the reasons we've said we want to do this podcast is because we wanted people to hear about things that are going on in the tri-state that would really encourage them like you shouldn't be miserable if you're if you're miserable mm. you're not paying attention yeah. probably because there are a lot of really good things going on and uh, with that uh, it's you have a vantage point of watching people that are starting new enterprises and mm. you're, you're working with students you're working with the next generation that's kind of coming up and uh, can you kind of uh, in likeness to some of the things that maybe people don't know that are happening or some young people have some ideas or some businesses that are just getting launched that we ought to be aware of because we would think, hey, it's not such a miserable place. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, within our, our local universities, um, the, the Changemaker Challenge has been a program that the University of Evansville has really put a, a lot of energy into that has been really well received. 
Um, the high school version of it has something really cool to where they actually offer a full ride four year scholarship to a team of three high school students from any high school within kind of our areas, not even just um, within like city limits or Vanderbilt <laughs> County or something like that, um, who come up with the best social entrepreneurship idea um, over, it's an annual event. So over sure. the course of whatever the school year is to get to that point. Um, and that type of incentive has really brought some great ideas to the surface. Um, one of the students who was involved with that previously uh, Castle High School, her name is Hannah Yaramillo, who's now a University of Evansville student. Um, she ended up working on another project uh, for the community called the uh, Community. So I don't know huh. if you guys saw this. This was, it's now the world's largest solar powered tree. Let me see what? if I have that right. Solar, solar powered tree let's yeah it's this is one of those things that, that works better with video and i know we have <laughs> <laughs> video you can Google it. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> yeah if you look up the community um okay. in mickey's kingdom um okay. it's, it's the okay. the world's tallest solar power tree so it's got like a wi-fi signal and you know it generates the electricity through solar panels and uh, it's down there at Mickey's Kingdom. And that is, okay, yeah, I do know what you're talking about then. Okay. And so she got to work with, concept? you know, city engineers and, um, you know, solar panel experts and all sorts of folks in the community to develop this thing while at, you know, the university. And one of the reasons that I, I know it so well is like I got to work with her at the university, but she also gave a TEDx Evansville talk last oh, really? year. Yeah, she actually kicked off our last event talking about this whole experience and um, what that change maker challenge did for her when she was a high school student and the path that she was kind of on and uh, how lost she kind of felt, honestly, <laughs> and the purpose that helped her to find um, completely changed her life and it opened up new new doors and and the way she tells it, you wouldn't even recognize the person you see in front of you know, you now, um, if I were her realizing I'm getting my <laughs> first and third person kind of out, right. out of the way here, but she is, um, completely different than she was wow. uh, in high school because of that opportunity to, to be a change maker. So if you, if you go down to Mickey's kingdom, oh, yeah. when you Can't see that tree, you're looking at the, what'd you call it again? The it's world's the, the tallest, wor or the world's or? tallest <laughs> solar powered tree. No, no, it's not a tree. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's a tree shaped metallic thing but it's got you know a, a wi-fi signal yeah. and maybe some other a wi-fi signal in there and all that uh -huh. and that's on the lead it's edge it's, it's it's pretty interesting and that's just one thing we have in our community that probably not a lot of people yeah. Do know. yeah about well yeah. and and the, th the thing that i i think is great about it is you know we didn't settle for you know just a, a decent solar powered tree like we actually went oh, yeah. for it and went said, you know what's, right. what's what's the tallest one in the world okay got it we're gonna go a little that's taller. right yeah. gotta like go that, taller. that's the, that's the kind right. of level that i think we should you know, maybe shoot for more with, with a community like ours. Like, why not? And the great thing about that is, is if people just hear of something like that, that will inspire them to dare to oh, absolutely. go their own innovative idea. Absolutely, yeah. No, she has continued to inspire others, and now she is in sort of that veteran mentor kind of position, you know, with the university. Yeah. She's still a student. She's an undergraduate right. student, but she's able to identify those people who were kind of like her and say, no, 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 there, there's a spark in you. I, mm -hmm. I see yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, okay. we're going to fan that flame and here's a path, you know, that you might be able to take. And 
um, wow. it, it's hmm. it's awesome to, to see that developing in her yeah, and, and in that whole program. Yeah, so that's that. So that's at UE. Right. Um, USI. Uh, it's it's not officially a USI program, but it's been held at USI for the last eight years. They have Startup Weekend, mm-hmm. and so this is like this uh, Friday through Sunday sort of crash course in developing a single uh, entrepreneurial idea uh, with a team. So a bunch of people on Friday night get in front of each other and pitch, "Hey, I want to do this." Well, hey, what about this? What about this? And let's say there's like 80 people in the crowd. Um, they end up sort of voting with their feet around the person whose idea that they like the best. And so you'll get you know a team of three here, a team of six here, a team of 10 <laughs> there. And you'll work on that idea the rest of the night, all day Saturday, and then develop um, a pitch presentation that you'll give on Sunday night to a panel of, of judges and win like real prizes to continue to explore that idea and this is the eighth year that they're doing it here in, in 2019. In fact, it'll be uh, sometime in, in April this month. So I'm not sure when we're going to air this, if it'll yeah. have just happened or or whatnot. But Yeah. Today is actually April 1st. We didn't say that. So it's April Fool's Day. Yeah, well, we have not told any jokes <laughs> yet. That's right. This will air on the 3rd, so it'll air Although uh, when I did ask now. you about the date, you said that would be appropriate. And yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that, that would be a good day <laughs> for, for me. It's a good day for you to be on fool. With the startup, have have there been anything that you've seen like start there and has continued on to? Um, well, the the one that they like to 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 point to lately is is honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not called honeymoon in that pitch, which is is part of what is the the reality of being a part of startup is you're always going to be pivoting and, and responding to mm. the, the nuances of your situation. But yeah, about I guess it was four years ago or so, three and a half. Four years ago, I pitched idea for a community coffee shop, and it was called the Collide Coffee Space, and it was going to be on Main Street. And uh, the Collide Coffee Space, yeah, yeah, that was that was the name yeah. that I had for it. And uh, you know, I hadn't run any of these things by Jessica yet, so <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, including the name, yeah. And, and and we didn't even win either. I got like we got you know outside of the the top three, it's just like there's first place, second place, third place, and then everyone else. Hmm. Right. So we were in with everyone else. Um, but the experience was super, super valuable of having this whole team say, well, what if we did this? Well, what if we located it here and we focused on this menu? And I mean, people talked about maybe we should get a trailer. Maybe we should get bikes. Uh, maybe we should uh, serve alcohol. Maybe we should serve right. food. Maybe we shouldn't. And right. um, so you get to run through all those ideas and narrow down the ones that you're going to ultimately pitch on and, and work through. But then beyond that becomes, you know, the the rubber hitting the road mm-hmm. and what are you actually going to open and what are customers actually going to respond to right. and uh in from pitching it at startup weekend to opening it you know change locations change names change <laughs> concepts right. and is know. there any distinctives that came up in that uh space that you you did, did survive to what you're doing now like just things about it that that we were part of the original concept I mean, one of the things that I think we, we had talked about it maybe being a nonprofit. Um, <laughs> and and reinsert your joke about, well, <laughs> in yeah, coffee, there's a, not much profit. It, right. you know? um, <laughs> but the, and this just kind of goes back to like how I'm focused on those things like a mission. And we wanted to make sure that we were in tune with our employees and, and their needs and that we sure. were kind of investing in them as, as much as, as possible. And that's something that was always core from that uh, whole experience and, and has stayed, stayed true. We're making sure that our employees 
know that they're valued and if they need time off or something like they get it like no questions asked so um that's probably the only thing that stayed the same (laughs) everything else everything else name everything else yeah okay it it changed around What's interesting, everything that you've kind of talked about so far, either that you've been involved in or kind of what you're pouring towards, especially mentioning the the uh, the poll that came out, you know, as Evansville being the like everything that you've said is like it's kind of pouring back into people. Mm. It's it's and that's what we are seeing. And you've been telling the story of of um, the student who, you know, made this amazing, you know, idea. And it's now something that's being utilized in our city and it's the world's largest in it of its yeah. kind. Um, she's pouring back into more people like that's what is going to make the change. And I mean, we can create spaces, but it's people are making the change. And yeah, yeah. Th- those spaces need to serve, you know, that ultimate, you know, goal yeah. of making sure that there are people in those spaces. Right. Um, and, and that's that's one of the things that like with with Honeymoon, if, if you follow our, our social media accounts, we use uh, the emojis of an open crescent moon on one side and then a closed crescent moon on the other and then we'll we'll put some other sort of emoji in the middle. And the idea is always that we're creating this space <laughs> for you, the, the customer, the visitor, to come in and fill it with with your energy and, and whatever you're gonna bring to it. Yeah. Whether that's working on something or meeting with family or having a, a, a date. I've been heard that it's it's like one of the top places for a, a Tinder date oh. in Evansville. So for oh, uh, really? a little okay. trivia there for you. <laughs> that, it's, it's a good bit. Yeah, haven't, I haven't had any luck on that one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was a compliment or <laughs> no, not. You know, so. Yeah, that's right. I just take it and run, and and uh, yeah, I've I've used it for dates with my wife before. Yeah, because Tinder? you're talking, you're talking about honeymoon, no, right? Tinder, yeah, honeymoon, not not Tinder. Yeah, that's right. When, things just took that, a turn. That, that, things just yeah, took a really bad turn. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. Uh, uh, honeymoon's a great place to go on a date because yeah. good food and the, and the ice cream and the environment and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we did have to kind of pivot off of the, you know, the ice cream and some of our other menu items. And, you know, we've got a big construction project, you know, that's coming up in front of us that we have to respond to. And uh, like I said, take it back to being a chaos pilot. There'll always be some sort of chaos to manage through. And uh, hopefully you can you can see as an opportunity to to grow. and, And we're doing our best to to look at all these situations like that as well. Keeping people in mind in the forefront. Yeah. I feel like I haven't even gotten to half the things I had listed of kind of who Zach is. And, but this is, I don't know, the conversation has been really fun. Um, but did you have something you're going to say? I did not. Okay. I wanted to make well, sure that you, well, I mean, I, it depends on, it's kind of a trick question. I did. I is this an April Fool's uh, yeah. I was curious. We, we love to ask people why Evansville. That was what I was going to oh. ask. Okay. You that was, was where right. I was so going to go. I was just wondering to, if it was going to come. That that's was, basically uh, the second, qu- gonna, well, really the first question. And we just kind of happened things, but yeah, so that's one, one thing we've been asking people, you know, we're kind of in this area where we're close to Nashville and St. Louis and Indianapolis mm-hmm. and Louisville. And, you know, people think of, um, you know, trying to go to these big cities is, is really a great thing. But for a lot of us, we love Evansville. We mm-hmm. love this area. And for you, Zach, why, why Evansville? That's like, there, there are three answers to that question. <laughs> uh, the first one was the, back in 1999, uh, there was a, a girl who um, went to a church and said, hey, my church is looking for a summer intern and uh, you should you should come apply for it. It's in Evansville, Indiana. Where is that? I've never heard of it before. But she was cute, and uh, so I, uh, I applied so for the internship. With, and there was this girl. There okay. it starts with a girl, yeah. <laughs> right. And then um, I met another girl and and got married and and had kids, and we moved away from Evansville. And then 
uh, got a divorce and, and after the divorce, she moved back to Evansville with, with the kids. And so that's answer number two back in, uh, 2009 wanted to be near my kids. And so moved back to Evansville for that purpose. And, um, but the second one, you know, wasn't really like on the best circumstances. Sure. And so it's not like, all right, Evansville, here I come, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, and I, I love it. So I, you know, I was, like I said, I was one of those people who saw Evansville as a miserable place and I, I was miserable within it. Hmm. And, uh, but the third answer and kind of, I think maybe what you're really asking is, um, I don't know of another community where you can have as many people who care about it and are willing to listen to your ideas to improve it and have the passion and ability to, to move something forward. Like I really think that the, the soil here for experimenting on something that uh, could improve our city is really, really ripe. Uh, I might have mixed up my metaphors there. Does, right. Can soil be ripe? What, what's a better way? <laughs> yes, it I'm can. Looking, okay. I know okay. nothing about okay. that. But <laughs> Mixing metaphors. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Ripe um, or soil or whatever. Yeah. But just how, um, I mean, we, we do have this, this great legacy of, of service and the, you know, what happened, you know, in World War II, hmm. um, everything that the community did to come together uh, to support, you know, the troops and, and, our, and our country and our city and how much we care about young people and, and sports. Um, I, I don't know another community that's like so hardcore about, <laughs> you know, youth sports maybe yeah. as, as Evansville. Right. And, and I mean, it's accurate to say that this is a great place to raise a family. And if that is, you know, our sort of top level identity marker, there's not too much better to have than that when it, when it comes down to like living life, you know, someone sitting yeah. on their deathbed, you know, what are the things that they're going to be thankful that they put energy into? And if you've got, you know, a room full of, you know, a family that you've been able to invest in and see them and invest in their community, I mean, that's, I mean, what's, what, what's better than that? So mm -hmm. I think with that as like a really honest sort of understanding of what our community is all about, um, we're ready for whatever that next step looks like uh, to create something beautiful together. That's awesome. And the soil is ripe. The soil, <laughs> the soil is ripe. To do that. Right. Yeah, Can we yeah. get a t-shirt or a yeah, bottle The soil too. is ripe, uh, <laughs> says the chaos pilot. Betty. <laughs> but, but it is true. I mean, in, in some ways, I, I love, that's one of the reasons I love being here is because that very thing. There's this enough innovative quality about things people are willing to say hey yeah let's let's, let's try that mm -hmm. let's go for it i think it, it, it'll, it'll end up being kind of one of our basic personas as we as we catch on around the nation is it's a great place to come and try things and innovate and that's my dream for it anyway is to it's it is that place that yeah you can you can try to build if you want to build the you know tallest solar power tree you you can go for it here because it's a great place to start because people will be supportive and helpful and all that and yeah. uh, i think it's it's a part it is a part of our background and roots I, I love what rachel and aj said a few weeks ago they said that they were in nashville and they were talking to someone and um, they were in i think either she owned or was part of a coffee shop and said like oh like you can actually sit in a coffee shop and like get a plug in and like you know be able to sit and at a table for you know more than 10 or 15 minutes and they're like 
Yeah. Like, you know, that's just something <laughs> in Evansville that, you, that we have. We have great locations that we can just kind of spend time being in it and you don't have to feel like you're rushing through it. So, And uh, five years ago, you know, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I no, mean, we've, yeah. we've had a little bit of a renaissance with that as well. And so who knows what sort of conversations we'll be having five years from yeah. now yeah. Uh, about, you know, what's what's coming next. Big time. And, and, and one of the things I do appreciate about you is as a millennial ish person. <laughs> I got the ish. I'll take it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I almost stopped and then I added the ish. I was like, I got to put that in there. But as, as the next generation, because I know that, uh, and you're pouring into students and that, uh, that idea and that, that spirit of things of innovation, looking forward and trying to improve things and all that is a part of the culture and, mm. and it's increasing that and, uh, and, and having that kind of community and you're a leader in that. And I, I think that's going to, like you said, what's going to be like five years from now, I can't wait because I think it's going to be yeah. exponentially better. And I, I love it now. And I think that I, the things that are happening, but I, I do, I think five years from now. Yeah, looking there, at there, you know, there is something unique about our size. It's like yeah. you can actually get all the people that you would need to pull something off in the same room, hmm. like, like physically in the same room, which um, to impact an entire community, which I don't know if you could actually right. do that in Nashville, Indianapolis, exactly. Louisville, or yeah. St. Louis. And I so, found myself mm-hmm. at times going, okay, I want us to succeed and I want us to expand, but I don't want us to break out of our size too much sure, because the right. size is right. It's it, that Goldilocks kind of place. It could uh, be that we'll be, you know, sitting around 10 years from now saying, oh, don't you wish it were back like the good old days <laughs> when we were so small? Right, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm wanting to grow just enough to keep it, you know, vibrant, but I don't want it to get actually big, big. Yeah. Because uh, it is. It's the exact right size. So kind of a one more question to kind of wrap up. Sure. Um, if I was coming to you and I, I say, you know, Zach, if you're telling someone and they say, hey, how, what can I do to play a role in making the city better? What, what would you say? Oh, gosh, that's a that's a, a great question. So I'd say a lot of it, most of the work has been done, I think, if, if that's the question that you're asking, yeah. that you've already made that sure. decision the, to believe that you can do something. Hmm. So um, I don't want to limit what uh, like a, my response to that person would be. I would just probably encourage them to continue to believe that and continue to seek out the people that will help them to find it. Um, because I do think that they're out there and there are plenty of people I'm sure that I don't know that I'm blind to. Um, but I would, I would probably honestly just encourage them to keep that spirit of believing that they have something they can do to get involved and that, um, they will, they will find the right resources Mm. for that. They, they will have, uh, resourcefulness and, and sometimes you need that more than you need actual resources. So I just be encouraged that that was the, the spirit that they had. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Brett, anything else before we, we wrap up? Um, I'm thinking probably I, I want to commend, I got, I got to tell a little bit of a Zach story uh, because, uh, yeah, it's April it, fools. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, just uh, one final thing about Zach. I, uh, a couple weeks ago I got a text. It was on a Friday mm-hmm. and the shooting had happened in New Zealand and he texted me and said, Hey, do you want to go by, let's go to the mosque and, uh, just to, you know, show some solidarity. And, 
my first reaction was I felt really bad that I wasn't the one that thought of it. <laughs> uh, and then my second reaction was, absolutely, that's a, that's a great idea. And, and I went out there, and he was very connected with people in that community and uh, introduced me around and then and uh, kind of pushed me outside my comfort zone as a good old Protestant <laughs> preacher. And, uh, and I sat during the, uh, and, and, just, and, and just was a part of that community for that, and that was the whole reason. And so we do have someone like you that, that cares about that. And well, about bringing people I, I was really good. I, I wasn't surprised that you said yes, but I was very appreciative that you said yes. And there may have been some folks there that were very surprised and appreciative that, that you were there to kind of stand that way because there still is a lot of um, discomfort even in our own community with, with our, our, our Muslim community of are, are we truly welcomed in every business, in every uh, house, you know, in every school, um, in every hospital, and for a lot of them, that you know, experience is 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 not as great. And so, for for you to kind of be there, and and we had you know, Rabbi, you know, Gary Mays was there, and Kevin Fleming was there, and we had some of our Buddhist friends, and there was like this whole sort of like interfaith group that said, hey, you know what, um, you're a part of our community, and uh, yeah. we're we're here with you in solidarity. So I was really glad that that you were there for that, and. I, I knew you'd be up for it, so thank All you. All right, well, well, good. But I, I, I appreciate being given a little shove there because it was not even in my head. I think I was working around the house or something, and didn't even think that that would be a, uh, a good thing to do or whatever in light of that. So, and that might even, you know, having that happen on Friday. I know you. Then the next Sunday, you spent the first five minutes of. All of our campuses, we spent time just praying um, for yeah. for the church, yeah. um, for that whole praying for the people that were hurting over that. Yep, because, absolutely. You know, this is, uh, and, and human beings, they are of a different faith, and we talked about that yesterday. I, we've all got our disagreements, but it's very possible to disagree with someone uh, even very deeply, but also love them profoundly. It, and mm -hmm. That's that's uh, just becoming a, an increasing mm -hmm. motto in my own life that I think God's challenging me on. You know, just uh, uh, that's the whole point. You know. Yeah, and and you know, being with someone. Standing with someone sometimes is uh, just as powerful or, or more powerful than, than having to be in agreement on every single right. issue. And just say, you know what, today I'm going to stand with you yeah. and I'm going to hug you and, yeah. and, and we're going to go through this together. And that's what that day was all about. And, and yeah, absolutely. it was powerful. So you will always have my appreciation and admiration for that. It's good <laughs> stuff. So, Man, I feel like you guys have so many other stories. Oh, we've you. got some stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, some right. other time we'll have to get you back on here and, and share some of those. Well, if you want to do a, a podcast sure. road trip, the only thing that we would insist on is that it ends at Jack in the Box. Okay. That's, the, that's box. the only that's right. thing right. in, in, in the that's, road trip writer. Zach's contribution to my life in addition to this. <laughs> <laughs> Loving other people is to make sure you class up and go to Jack in the Box. And um, Last question as we and uh, if I'm end out here. Uh, if I'm going to honeymoon, what should I try? Okay. Um, the waffle of the of the month, or actually the lunar cycle, is mm -hmm. always probably going to be the, right. the recommendation. Um, but if you're thirsty, our, our new Rami Malik macchiato is just fantastic. We the use Rami all, Malik yeah. macchiato. So yeah. I'll just tell you that yeah. it's fantastic, and uh, just just go from there. Just try it. If I tell you what's in it, you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible." <laughs> okay. So now you want to know what's in it? No, I, well maybe, but maybe that's just the interest of it. You'll have to kind of even find out. <laughs> That's right. Okay, is. yeah, just do there the first is. bit of advice. Right. <laughs> Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Right. It's so amazing to be able to just have conversation and, and learn from you and hear some of the amazing things that you're kind of involved with. Sarah, Brett, it was awesome. Thank you. Yep. Brett, 
I'm glad you're back. I'm very glad to be and back. And tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know it. I get a lot of that. People yeah. say that. Oh, you're so tan. Thank you guys for joining us. And as always, you can send us um, an email and questions or any feedback at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and as always, share it out. Let us let people know that you watched and listened. Give us a rating um, wherever you're listening. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Church Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll get an alert anytime there's a new episode. If there was something that you heard that you really want other people to know, share it out on social media. You can use the hashtag OLPodcast. To ask us a question here at the podcast, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah Inman, and I produced this episode. Our music is produced by Micah Robertson and Ben Brock.